Hello, I'm Matthew Bay, a senior analyst at Stratfor, a Rain company. This podcast is brought to you by Stratfor Worldview, Rain's premier digital publication for objective geopolitical intelligence analysis. Sign up for the free Stratfor newsletter at worldview.stratfor.com. Welcome to Rain's Essential Geopolitics Podcast, powered by Stratfor. I'm Ryan Bowl, in for Emily Donahue. Alliances come and go in the Middle East, some short-lived like the 1950s Baghdad Pact, and others more enduring like America's alliance with Israel and the Gulf Arab states. Today, a new alliance is budding, the New Levant Initiative. To talk about this issue, I'm speaking with Emily Hawthorne, a Stratfor Middle East and North Africa analyst at Rain. Thanks for joining me, Emily. Thank you, Ryan. So what is this new Levant initiative? So as you introduced, um, there is this nascent partnership um, that is emerging in the Middle East um, that is at once new and old. Um, It is a nascent partnership between Iraq, Jordan, and Egypt. Um, And the most notable meeting that we've had recently is um, in late June, the leaders of Iraq, Jordan, and Egypt met in Baghdad for these high-level talks um, that visit was historic for a couple of reasons. Um, it marked the first time an Egyptian head of state had been to Iraq in decades. Uh, but it's also one of the latest attempts to form a pan-Arab alliance, which, um, as you know, um, and many listeners will know, uh, that idea has historical roots in the 20th century. There's been this long-standing regional dream to form this uh, broad regional union among Arab states that could offer them um, all sorts of mutually beneficial economic and political and security fruit. And most of these efforts have failed, especially in terms of forming a new country. But some of them have succeeded, especially if it is about creating just a new partnership or alliance or group based on common interest among independent sovereign states. So even partnerships like the Gulf Cooperation Council are in a sense, a type of pan-Arab alliance. So yeah, this new Levant initiative is um, something that we're seeing being discussed between Iraq, Jordan, and Egypt right now. So of these three countries, is there any one main backer of it? Is there one country that really wants this and others that might be a bit more hesitant? Yeah, so Iraq's government right now seems to be the primary instigator pushing for the formation of this new Levant initiative. And I I think it reveals a lot about what Iraq's government is concerned about, uh, sort of what their priorities are regionally and domestically. Um, I think Iraq is trying to broker better relationships just with a broader range of regional countries um, to diversify political and economic friendships. And I think part of that is, you know, Iraq is pretty dependent on a handful of countries, including the United States. Um, but regionally also on Iran and Turkey. And Iraq has always had some difficulty in sort of deepening its relationship with other Arab majority countries in the broader region. So I think right now Iraq is trying to nudge this partnership forward in the hopes that there's going to be economic fruit for um, Iraq. And I think there's also a lot of speculation and there's probably some truth to it that Iraq is doing this under some pressure from the United States. You know, as as you know, Jordan and Egypt are some of the closest countries to the United States in the Middle East and North Africa. And 
you know, Iraq is also has very close security ties to the United States. Um, but those are controversial in some ways in Iraq. So forming closer ties with Jordan and Egypt um, is going to be uh, something that could be beneficial for Iraq, but also brings them some sort of domestic um, and regional political risk with other countries that could be concerned about it. Well, you've alluded to some of those uh, those regional uh, dynamics. Iraq is also under a fair bit of Iranian influence, and Jordan and, and Egypt are both Sunni countries, and Iraq tends to be a, is more of a, a Shia power or a Shia dominated country. So what do those dynamics mean for other countries that are watching this alliance uh, possibly emerge? Yes, as you reference, I think the main country that is going to be watching this in the region um, is Iran. Um, Iran has uh, deeply vested political, economic and security ties in Iraq um, in a way that really these other uh, Arab countries, Jordan and Egypt, that they they cannot really even begin to compare to the depth of sort of leverage and uh, sort of political territory and and positioning that Iran has in Iraq. Um, So I do think that Tehran would be worried over time about Iraq seeking to distance itself from the Iranian government by building these other partnerships, Um, not just because of, you know, the Sunni-Shiite divide or, um, you know, sort of like a Persian-Arab divide, but because of just plain and simple, pure geopolitics. Um, you know, if Iraq is not dependent on Iran for uh, electricity, um, for uh, some commercial ties, for uh, security uh, support and, and sort of partnerships and, and, and money for militias that form a part of Iraq's uh, security forces, you know, that's something that over time could uh, sort of erode a lot of Tehran's power within Iraq. It's going to be a long time before anything like that would happen. But I do think Iran is going to be watching this to make sure that it doesn't lose any of that power that it does have uh, in Iraq. So what should we be expecting to come out of this initiative next? And, And what should we be looking for if we're thinking that this initiative might actually reshape the region's geopolitics? Yeah, watching what comes next. I think um, here we have to think about what the low hanging fruit could be, uh, from an alliance like this. You know, we've, we've both referenced that, um, uh, these alliances in the Middle East can, can come and go. And so there's often not a lot of expectation about what can come out of a, a sort of a new partnership in the region. It's almost become sort of a, a joke, um, especially in terms of pan Arab alliances, since so many of them have failed over the decades. Um, but I do think there's a lot of low-hanging economic fruit that these three countries could tackle together in a way that's mutually beneficial for for all of them. Um, I think, and and this is where you know you ask you know who's the who's the primary backer behind this, which is a good question. But and I mentioned Iraq uh, politically and economically, but Egypt is also really gung ho about these potential economic benefits. Um, Egypt is is really hoping that there can be some broader energy cooperation between the Egyptian and Iraqi energy and electricity sectors. Um, there's actually uh, this sort of uh, lofty plan to connect Iraq to the Egyptian electricity grid um, and actually build pipelines through Jordanian territory that would transfer and export Iraqi oil to Egypt. And Egypt would refine it, turn it into electricity and, and um, you know, export that electricity back to Iraq. You know, it's an ambitious plan, but it's 
it's something that Cairo is really interested in, seeing if it can become sort of like a regional electricity hub. Um, and I think that we have to take that seriously because Egypt economically is in a position where it's able to um, sort of make some moves on uh, those kinds of ambitious plans. Um, so I-, I do think that there is some potential economic fruit. Um, we'll have to watch and see if, um, you know, what they're talking about actually turns into any real company to company interactions and some actual money exchange to sort of build some of this infrastructure that would need to be in place for this to happen. But I do think some things will happen. I, I think also Jordan and Iraq, um, again, as you know, uh, used to have quite robust land trade before the Islamic State jihadist group tore through the Levant region and really disrupted um, in a huge way just about everything, but um, also that land trade between Jordan and Iraq. So Jordan has always been very keen on building that trade back up. Um, Iraq as well, but Jordan economically um, would love for that border trade to reopen. Um, There's a lot of security concerns about that, but definitely it's something that Jordan and Iraq are talking about. Um, And I think that that's something that where we should expect to see some movement um, in uh, the coming months uh, and years uh, uh, with regards to what we could expect to come out of this alliance. So I I think that that's the main thing to watch for um, in the near term is, you know, where is there some sort of economic project that two of these three countries or all three of these countries could get involved in together? Whereas I think the sort of um, shifting in the security and the mill to mill ties, I think that'll take a lot longer, um, certainly could take place over time, but I think it's going to take longer than those economic uh, sort of linkages that we should see start to develop. Well, certainly a fascinating and dynamic topic, and uh, we'll be looking for your analysis to see where it goes. Thanks very much, Emily. Thank you, Ryan. Sign up for the free Worldview newsletter from Rain. We'll send you regular updates on Middle Eastern geopolitics. Find out more at worldview.stratfor.com. That's worldview.stratfor.com. I'm Ryan Bowl. Thanks for listening.